teams are pretty much in the mass media and are talked about by the talking heads of ESPN. And overall, they get a lot of coverage from the main networks that you and I obviously follow, like ESPN and Fox and whatnot. Now, as far as how I see this game playing out, I think starting with the LSU defense, I think how Dave Aranda is going to come into this matchup. Um, I expect him to play man-to-man on the outside and stack the box and essentially try and sell out on the run. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to find success in stopping that run, but I think that's the game plan they're going to go with. I think there's a lot of confidence in these DBs. We've got Christian Fulton as well as uh, Derek Stingley Jr., who's been phenomenal both in man-to-man coverage. They've also had some struggles here in the season, but this Georgia offense isn't one of those uh, you know, air raid attacks that I think they should necessarily feel threatened by, as well as losing, you know, Georgia losing their best wide receiver in Lawrence Cager from a one-on-one perspective in a 50-50 ball type situation. Um, you know, guys like Tyler Simmons as well as Demetrius Robertson, Matt Landers, and then George Pickens, who suspended for the first half of this game. It's not something that is a big threat to them. Um, None of those guys are really big time guys yet that have shown that they're going to go up there and win 1v1 matchups. And so that's how I believe LSU approaches this game from a defensive standpoint. Offensively, I expect uh, LSU to do what they've been doing all season long, right? They're going to run the RPOs. They're going to run the inside zones. They're going to throw the ball to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the flats and let him make plays and let him go for yards after catch. Essentially, they're going to do what all good teams have done this season, right? They get their playmakers the ball in open space and they let their playmakers make plays defensively for Georgia I think they're going to end up sending extra defenders Uh, like I talked about earlier in the podcast they just haven't been able to get organic pressure uh, from their front four front three uh, whatever it may be but they do have the personnel on the outside to be able to match up in man-to-man coverage Uh, Eric Stokes DJ Daniel in the in the at the third level they got J.R. Reed as well as Richard LeCount so their secondary is very good um, but this is going to be the obviously the best offense that they've seen all season long um, not only from a schematic standpoint but as well as from a personnel standpoint and so we'll see how they're going to make make adjustments they might take a similar approach to Auburn essentially what Auburn did was they played a uh, press man coverage at the line right they didn't want to give him any space and they wanted to disrupt the timing with Joe Burrow and the wide receivers so bump and run at the at the line of scrimmage now that's definitely risky if they get by you then you know the area behind them is vacated depending on uh, how many safeties they've left back there but we'll see how they adjust and what type of adjustments they make I do think they have the personnel to make this a very good game and make it very tough on Joe Burrow However, at this point, I just think there's too many weapons on that LSU offense for Georgia to account for right now. Um, Unless we see something from Georgia that we haven't seen consistently all season long or we haven't seen from Georgia yet, um, that's a factor that is unknown. I don't think Georgia really ends up winning this game. Don't get me wrong. I expect that Georgia offense to find success. I expect them to wear down that LSU defense. And I expect that to bleed into the second half where Georgia starts finding more and more success. But depending on where the score is at and how many stops their defense has gotten up until that point, that's going to decide whether or not they're going to have to change their style of play and move into a more air raid uh, type attack. 
Overall, I think if Georgia has a chance to win this game, I think it's going to start with turnovers, and I think it's going to be predicated on how well their defense uh, plays, how many stops they can get. Uh, If they can't make any stops, obviously it's going to be a long day because Georgia hasn't shown that they can be explosive on a consistent basis. They haven't had a lot of success throwing the ball downfield throughout this season, and I'm not expecting that to change in this game. All that being said, based on everything I've seen from this team throughout the year, all the film I've watched, um, I think LSU is going to win this game 31-24. to Once again, my final score, LSU wins 31-24. to Regardless of the outcome, I think it's going to be one of the better games played from a matchup standpoint throughout this season that we've seen. And as always, like, comment, subscribe. If you have any suggestions, opinions, you know what to do. Hit me up on social media. Drop them in those comments, wherever you want to message me, whatever it may be. Thanks for listening to the end. Appreciate all the support. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, evening, or night. This is Just Another Critic signing off. Peace. His light shine the brightest in the dark. Single mothers know they get my heart. How you get so much favor on your side? Except the measure, Lord and Savior, I replied. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the channel. We are continuing my championship week college football predictions with the SEC championship game. I've already covered the Pac-12 as well as the Big 12 championships. Uh, but right now, we're going to be covering the Georgia Bulldogs, number four in the college football playoff rankings, and then the number two ranked LSU Tigers, 12-0, 8-0 in conference, Georgia 11-1, 7-1 in conference with the one loss coming to South Carolina. Terrible loss, but the committee has seemed to gotten past it and has allowed them to be in the top four up until this point. Now, with that being said, for those of you betting on this game, the spread is at 6.5 in favor of LSU. Right now, Georgia 7-5 against the spread. LSU also 7-5 against the spread. Over-under sits at 54.5. Quickly, let's jump over and take a look at the statistics. Georgia averaging 32 points per game, defense allowing 10 points per game. While the offense averages 220 through the air and 200 on the ground, defense allowing just 186 through the air as well as 71 on the ground. LSU averaging 48 points per game, allowing 22 points per game, while the offense averages 390 through the air and 170 on the ground. Defense is allowing 221 through the air and 124 on the ground. Now, looking at this game, it's really a a matchup of opposites, right? Georgia, they like to play smash-mouth football. They've got one of the best defenses in the country. On the other hand, you've got LSU, who's going to finesse you, who's going to throw the ball. They've got one of the best air raid attacks in the country. With that, they've also got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's been a beast running out of the backfield. Um, And so an explosive offense in LSU who at any moment in time can go ahead and take one to the house on you. That's just who they are. That's just what they are. That's the personnel that they have at the skill positions. They're able to break out and bust out those types of plays because of the players they have. Now, looking at Georgia on the defensive end, the only thing that worries me in this matchup is their inability to pressure the quarterback on a consistent basis. It's just not something that we've seen from them uh, on a week-to-week basis, and that's Without a doubt, one of the key factors that's going to you know, play into whether or not Georgia can win this game. They're going to need to make Joe Burrow uncomfortable, which we haven't seen him uh, at any point in the season. We haven't seen him play uncomfortable. Even when people have been getting pressure to him, the f- that's one thing. You can get pressure, but then he's going to escape the pocket. So when you get pressure, you're going to have to contain him. And when you get hands on him, you're going to have to take him down because we've seen Joe Burrow. This guy is gritty. He's going to want to break tackles. He's not going to go down easy. 
at any point in time, Joe Burrow is looking to make a play. He's going to keep fighting until the play is completely dead, until everything is lost. He's going to be looking for that next option. And so he's going to make you work for everything, for every sack, for every pass deflection. If you just watch this guy play, he does not stop fighting until the last whistle. Now, along those same lines, the same vulnerability has been the case for LSU. They've probably played their best game of the season as a defense just a week ago versus A&M, where they allowed just 72 yards on the ground and 97 yards through the air. Also forced three turnovers. And so the secondary, while is highly talked about, and they have made a lot of plays statistically, right? They've got 66 pass breakups and 14 interceptions. So statistically, it looks really nice. Uh, but at the same time, you go back and watch their film. They're just giving up a lot in many different areas. We already saw the statistics. They're giving up about 24 points per game. So they're definitely not anything near what they used to be. But they've still got that same level of talent on this team on the defensive side of the ball in all areas, right? And from the front four to the linebackers to the secondary. The talent is still there. They just haven't been able to play at an elite level like we've seen from them in recent years. That game against Texas A&M is certainly a good sign. That could be a sign that maybe we are starting to see them uh, rise to the occasion and finally start to really play up to their potential that we all know they're capable of based on the talent that they have on that side of the ball. And so we'll see, right? The, the A&M game is a good sign that, that they're starting to get there and that maybe, just maybe, they're peaking at the right moment and we're going to see them uh, start to show up from here on out in the Georgia game and then, you know, moving forward into the college football playoff where they're going to see, you know, either Clemson, Ohio State, whoever it may be at the four spot, um, depending on how things shake out this weekend. You know, there isn't much about these teams that I can tell you that you don't already know, right? Both of these teams,